Hey everyone, it's the best idea of all time. I am Alice. I'm Laser, and we are joined this week by a special guest, the in- in- yes. incredible, powerful, hilarious Mara Joy. Hello, hello, that's me. Hi. <laughs> Uh, Welcome. Live from Scotland. I just saw Mara in an improv show two days ago, and it was freaking amazing. Thank you. Spontaneous very jealous. Players is what's called? Yeah, we're the spontaneous players, yeah. If you're anywhere in the UK or you go to Edinburgh Fringe, you should go see uh, the the spontaneous players at their show, which is called Spontaneous Potter? Yes, Spontaneous Potter, the improvised, uh, the unopened, fuck. Can I swear on this? I can swear on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, you can swear. The, uh, un, the unofficial improvised parody. The unofficial go. improvised parody. Joanne doesn't get any money, but Mara does. I do, exactly. And that's better. Very important, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just watched Carol. Literally, we just finished watching it. Yes. So like, that's, like, that's incredible. So this is week 13. Holy moly. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually watched Carol a few days ago because we had a scheduling conflict, and yes. I thought about watching. I thought about waking up at six thirty this morning to watch it again, and then last night as I was falling asleep, I was like, "I'm not going to do that." Yeah, it seems unnecessary. It's probably burned into your retinas by this point, anyway. Like, oh yeah, no, I've been saying I think I could do a, a like Carol in five minutes with all of the the, the appropriate lines and such at yes. this point because I have the whole movie memorized. How many times have you seen Carol? What's your What's your Carol story? Uh, okay, cool. I have seen Carol. No, I've now seen Carol three times uh, because this is the the crazy thing. I saw it at the cinema twice, uh, partially because I have um, a cinema card which lets me get to see and see films for free. Well, not free. I pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and partly because in twenty fifteen I was. Still closeted, so oh, wow. uh, yeah. So I, of course, I went to see it twice, uh, <laughs> just just in case, yeah. just to figure out what's I, happening. I was very much figuring out for myself what was going on. At, that was that that year, so it was a very uh, interesting year to go and see a very very gay movie. <laughs> what was it like? The experience of seeing it in the movie, like what were the crowds like? And I always go to see films at like during the day when it's not that busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was some uh, there's generally sort of um you know other freelancers and often elderly people uh there wasn't for this uh that i remember i just and also i wasn't really paying attention to anyone around me right i was, I was very um laser focused on Kate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. blanchett and her beautiful hair and, oh gosh yeah it was one of those films where like I said, I was going through this, the period of, I think this might be me. <laughs> and then I watched it and I went, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. So it's, it was a really important movie for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, amongst other things, but yeah, absolutely. I want to ask more about this because um, I definitely had this when I was a kid. The movie for me was Matilda, thinking like the the, the end of Matilda, where Matilda goes to live yeah. with Miss Honey, and I remember feeling very confused and like, mm-hmm. why can't I go live with Miss Honey? Um, did you did you identify yourself with Therese in the movie, or was it more with Carol? Uh, okay, this is as well that you brought Matilda because my, I literally my name is Mara. That is not coincidental. 
Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. After Mara Wilson. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed with Madonna growing up. Uh, <laughs> for reasons that, again, it wasn't until later that I went, oh, okay. <laughs> it's because Ember Davis is. We have a queer audience. You do not need to explain exactly. the importance of Matilda to, 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 to the queer community. Uh, but yeah, 100%. I, I identified more with Therese because it's that whole thing of wandering into this, this world and like she suddenly goes, oh. Oh, I even said, I said while we were watching it, the, as she, after she comes out of the first uh, lunch with Carol, I literally turned to Lisa and went, oh yeah, she just looks much more gay right now. Like she, she's not changed how she's dressed, but she just comes out and she's like, cool, that's, I feel, she just feels more comfortable. And it's, really, it's kind of really well done. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I I said this last week where in that lunch I feel like you can just see the gears turning in her head to realize oh I am gay this is this is the thing you can do look at this lady yeah and for me like it's a lot of this came from watching like from you know watching TV and film because that's how most people get understand the world these days yeah. definitely how I understood it and yeah. it's like watching films like this that I go oh okay yeah this is set in the fifties but also. Yeah, still very yes, yes. It it me though. It me though exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I have been uh, at a, a lunch like that and gone. Wait, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, we were there. Were there was a lot of talk during the movie about how the um, the yearning is what makes this a, a queer movie of like the 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 parts of where they don't. They take so long to get together. Like the time, the first where they stay in the first motel, when arriving, and they're like in separate beds, just looking across at each other, and you're like, "Ah, oh, come on!" <laughs> but also, same. <laughs> it's, it would literally. It actually takes them. It takes them a while to even stay in the same yeah. room because there's that's there's the the infamous scene where she walks into Carol's room and sniffs her yes. sweater uh, <laughs> and finds a gun, but it's like, but more importantly, sniff a sweater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it all makes sense, right? Uh, Absolutely. How did this watch treat you then? It's been it's been a, it's been a while since you, maybe you've seen it last. It's interesting because uh, it's I'm part of a group on Facebook where we do sort of like we rank movies, and I regularly rank this really high, just at various whatever the Whatever the category calls for it, like it's like your favorite Christmas movies on it, amazing, good, <laughs> like going up there. Like, but, yes, yes, but it's yes. all based on those two viewings on the, when it came out, and part of me had kind of just I thought I hadn't got round to rewatching it, but also there's a sort of thing of me mm. like where I was like, maybe it won't be great, maybe I've got a sort of. Yeah, I, yeah. I always read all these people, all like I, you reread reviews of it, and it's like you know. Got, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Like, I just looked it up. I don't know that offhand. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh no, this is a really, really, really good movie. Yeah. And it's like really well done. It's really beautiful. The performances are great. And it's really gay in a really cool way. <laughs> like, it's real good. It's really thumbs, good. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. It's really good. Oh yeah, sorry. I forget this is a, this is a uh, an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were saying as we started yes. it that you remembered like the plot, but the like the symbolism, like just the beginning of the film, like yeah, the... When it starts with the cage thing. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> I'd forgotten very like specific sort of stylistic choices. 
Uh, I remembered the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, that became apparent <laughs> very early. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I remember this tune. Yeah. Um, and I remember the plot points, but it was like little things that I just completely forgot. Like, um, I forgot how much looking through windows there was. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I did. Weirdly, I didn't forget how many close-ups there were of Kate Blanchett's hands, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember these. Yeah. <laughs> these are good. These are burned oh, yeah. into my brain." Uh, but uh-huh. it's uh, it's a very sort of um, what's the word? Not gentle movie, that's not the word I go for, but it's very sort of considerate. It mm-hmm. takes its time in a really nice way, which it's not like, yes, absolutely. We've got these two beautiful actresses, let's make them kiss, yeah. It's like, no, no, we're gonna wait till like about an hour and 20 minutes in before they even kiss, like mm-hmm. of a two hour movie. Yeah, that's actually pretty common in yeah. like lesbian movies i would say the like the the blue is the warmest colors of them all don't really happen as much i think i'm th- like thinking about other movies like disclosure or mm-hmm. oh, not disclosure um uh, disobedience, yes. disobedience yes. Um, and <laughs> uh portrait of portrait of lady on fire yeah, um, oh my God, it takes a it, take, <laughs> it it takes a while before they build up to it and, and it, it really feels like a dam breaking at a, after a certain point it's all glances right it's all furtive glances and yeah. is this what's happening is this and it's usually with one uh, with the, one of them being like yeah this is what's happening and i'm going to make sure that this does happen and uh, like i was just joking about how like how forward Carol is throughout the whole movie is very funny to mm-hmm. me. It's like, <laughs> and Abby calls her out on it, and just going, "Oh, that's bold," and you're like, "Yeah, really, oh, yeah, yeah, straight in. You're straight up inviting this young woman to go across the country with you." Mm-hmm. So, and Abby. Abby knows that it's happening immediately. I mean, I mean, Abby knows everything anyway. But um, like from that first instant, she's like, "You want to tell me about her?" Because because she's she's Abby. Like this must have happened. Like a pattern of behavior. This must have happened multiple times. Um, <laughs> it is a but of Abby's Abby's so clued into it right away. Yeah, she's the only person. That, well, it's hard and hard to look past the art. My favorite. I I remembered all of that stuff. I'd forgotten how completely. Out of the loop, Richard is for the whole film. <laughs> Hell like, he's yeah! Just like, <laughs> he's just this big sort of dumb galoot who's like, as <laughs> just he's like, what's happening? Huh? Mm-hmm. And it, uh, the breakup scene where he just doesn't—we don't even hear him speak. We just see them breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny to me. It's so good. He's so little a part of her life, despite being like the way she casually just sort of says. Oh, Richard, he'd want to. He'd want to live with me. Oh, it's not like that. He'd want to marry me. It's like, what? Well, not like what? What did you? <laughs> whatever way did you think this came across? <laughs> right, and so that's so radical because at that time, any woman having someone who wanted to marry them, like they'd get married immediately. Like my my parents got married in the '60s, and they got married after three dates, and that's insane yeah. to me now with a modern sensibility. This is how it was done. It's like. What, as far as he was concerned, his whole thing throughout the movie is just he's like, "But why aren't we married?" Yeah, I've decided that I. It's like I also I get the impression that like she mentioned at one point casually she's like, "Oh yeah, it'd be cool to go to Europe." And he's like, "Cool, we're gonna go to Europe. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be amazing." And she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I never said I wanted to do this. I wanted to be a photographer. And he's like, 
what? <laughs> huh? He just has no understanding. No empathy. Uh, by the way, it is the, just this is relevant because it happens at important yeah. points in the movie Carol, but it, it has just started snowing here. <laughs> it was very sunny oh. as I walked to, to Laser's rented uh, 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 apartment. Yeah, that's the term. That's the, the American flat. Word. Just say flat. Flat. Oh. flat. Yeah, uh, you're but, here for your accent. Use, use your terms. But it is now snowing, which is lovely. Yeah. Yeah, we can look up. It's That's wonderful. We agree to go on a road trip together. <laughs> That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules. I, I I think it might snow. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? So I think just being around Mara, everything becomes much more fun. Fair, yeah. But the slapstick moments in this film became a lot funnier on this watch. But the, the Harge as a character, He's so... he is, he has, I, I didn't, I mean, we know this, but he has a lot of like, he hits his head and he falls down. He's just kind yeah. of a, he's yeah. got a lot of slapstick to him he's, as a person. He's yeah. so pathetic in a lot of ways. Like, and I oh, yeah. it, like, how, how better to make a big guy like Kyle Tanner look impotent than have him sitting on the kitchen floor like a baby. <laughs> like when he falls over, he's literally sitting like a baby <gasps> going, ah! God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Really that's my favorite really that's my favorite line of his in the movie is him <laughs> screaming god damn it because <laughs> it's like it sums up his whole character right it's like he tries to is he trying to fix the sink is that what he's trying to do i don't quite understand <laughs> what he's like he comes in and he's like oh i'm gonna do this and he just can't do anything falls over then leaves while shouting at his wife <laughs> and that's his that's this is his what i've been saying <laughs> i've been saying this this whole yeah. time why is he fixing the sink <laughs> <laughs> it's hard the other thing that we was noted noted this watch is that therese is sleepy the whole movie oh my god she's so sleepy oh she's yeah sleepy. very relatable and she and she like because there's so many times where it's like uh, one of the the first shot we see of her in the flashback is her waking up and she just takes forever <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps happening whenever she wakes up she's like what oh god there's so much stuff going on but she even says, director, she's like, I've never been more awake. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I get what you're saying, but also you're very sleepy. <laughs> like a cat. Maybe, maybe that means that she, yeah, maybe that means that with, with Triangle Man, she was just sleeping like 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just the, the, being around man. Carol is just keeping her awake at all. Yeah. yeah. Triangle Man is what we call Richard. That makes sense because he's, he's, like he's shaped like a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> An inverted triangle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you already noted this before we started recording. Alice is wearing her mm-hmm. Therese hat. Yeah. But um, very, this is something that we've been really looking forward to talking to you about, is that you're Scottish. There's a lot of plaid in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And we'd love to, a lot of tartans. to yes. walk us through all the tartans cool. you saw and all the significance of all of them. I will tell you right now, I saw no tartan. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of plaid. Not all plaid is tartan. Okay, <laughs> uh, great. I didn't wreck the, the the tartan, the plaid in Teresa's hat. That's not that's not tartan. It's the wrong colors. Oh really? Yeah. Wait 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 wait. Hold on. It 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 has a label. It says it's the Broderbun tartan. Broderbun oh. modern. modern. Oh, it's a modern tartan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not real then or like, something. Also, not all Scottish people know about tartans. I know one tartan, and that is my family tartan. Uh, and it wasn't that. Oh, so what family is that? Fair enough. You say Rorabund. Rotterbund, yeah. Rotterbund. That's not even like a clan or anything. So, holding it. Oh, no, sorry. I, I was wrong. Buchanan. 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 Oh, a... is that Buchanan? Okay. Yeah. 
It's a Buchanan the, modern, yes. Buchanan is an old... Uh, yeah, but as, yeah, the colors are slightly off. That's what's throwing me. Those are too bright. Oh, okay. Because uh, tartans are very specifically made... Oh, God. I don't know enough about tartans to say any of this with any kind of um, authority. But tartans are generally... There's like a set amount of colors and patterns that you that, that, that were used, mainly because that's the colors they had available to them at the time. Because that's how the colors that sheep come in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and the dye is available, yeah. But you, like that kind of bright yellow and bright red is not... Uh, yeah. I think it's... It's, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the blood of the English. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... Definitely fair to say it's more of a fashion than it is an mm-hmm. actual turn. Uh, which is I, the fashion. I can't speak to fashion. I have no fashion. Mm-hmm. I don't know fashion. I don't know style. I, I know that Kate Munchett was a hell out of a lot of coats uh, in this movie. Yeah, a lot of coats, a lot of hats in the film. Yeah, I know that Ther- Therese doesn't know how to wear hats. Because <laughs> she puts her hat over her headband. She wears them very high up on her head at all times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a Rooney Mara thing or if that was a deliberate choice. But it's always like yeah. very high up. Rooney Mara is a mm-hmm. tiny person. If the, Assuming that this hat that I bought is the same style same model of hat that she wears in the film mm-hmm. is probably very high up because she has a tiny head like ev- so like the, one of the things tiny. i noticed when i was watching this movie is that she is tiny she's like oh, no. she's like rail thin i mean i know i know that like you see that when she, in the in the in the lovemaking scene where she where you can see her ribs through her chest and carol says i yeah. never looked like that but um she is a frail tiny woman mm-hmm. tiny I- woman we should try to get her hat measurement that should be our one of our investigations. <laughs> it's like, what is Rudy Mara's hat size? <laughs> Important. I don't inquiring that's, mind. That's getting into know. some like phrenology shit. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're not judging her. We're just wanting to know. Um, yeah, I again, like I said, I don't know much about fashion, but I like all how everyone looks at us. There's a point uh, when um, when Carol meets up with. Uh, uh, Abby, just yes. just before they leave on a road trip, and I'm like, oh, that is like the gayest jacket I've ever seen. The green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I sincerely believe that that's just from Sarah Paulson's wardrobe. Like she just brought that. Like that's just hers. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Did you notice? Did you notice how Therese in the outfit in the scene that bookends the movie, the 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 the, the mm-hmm. dinner, she's wearing a, an outfit that's very similar to what Abby wears. One hundred percent. Like she. When she's at the party, there's no, and I have so much to say about that party. Like, oh my god! Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Dish. Uh, right. We. When Lisa asked if I wanted to do this, my first thought was, I really want to talk about the Carrie Brown scene of it all because it's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, let's go. Because <laughs> I have I have confusing thoughts about Carrie Brown scene generally because I love Slater Kenny, always have done uh, yes. for a long time. Uh, I have real problems with Fred Armisen. Yes. And cannot yep. understand. The the fact that Carrie Brownstein and Natasha Leon are both like, oh yeah, Fred Armisen, my my basically my husband and and my best friend, respectively. I'm like, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> what what yeah, happened? The, 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 the Natasha Leon is the most is the most tragic because she's also like the perfect woman to be in a lesbian movie, like but yeah. I'm a cheerleader, um, addicted to Fresno, um, the the, well, the 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 other one that that um, Clea Duvall made that I can't remember the name of that was oh, very yeah, good, the, um, the, the inter- like the the intervention, the, the, intervention, the weekend, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. I uh, 
which I've seen all of these. And Natasha Leon, she's great uh, on like the interviews and stuff because there was a point where she's like, I tried being a lesbian. It didn't take. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, but so I, I've always had a sort of, so since Portlandia, I've had a very interesting, like confused relationship with Carrie Bernstein. So when she showed yeah. up in this film, when I first saw it, I was like, what, what is happening? <laughs> What is this? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't under... Huh? And she was recurring in uh, Transparent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, I know she's an actor. I know she does things. She's in front of the things. Uh, so she, I was seeing her in things. So when she shows up, I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a thing? And she says like two lines. Mm-hmm. And I said, and my head's like, did they... Is it, I, I've since found out that they recorded much more and it was cut. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But at first I thought it felt like sort of stunt casting. It's like, we need the audience to understand that this woman who comes up and hits on Therese is gay. And I'm like, we're going to understand that because she comes up and hits on Therese. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? what? <laughs> but yeah. it's like the weird shorthand of, and here's a famous queer woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah. uh, she stands out. And I think it's partly because she's very recognizably Carrie Bernstein. <laughs> yeah, that's what we say. Right. That she looks like a time traveler because she's just... She does Carrie not Bradley. look like a 50s per- person, yeah. I, I read, I believe her name is Genevieve Riley or something. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. So no, I, no. I can speak to this. In, in, in the book, The Price of Salt, that the movie's based on, um, that scene is much longer. It's yeah. a party that Therese goes to where she is an actress and the actress is like the center of attention at the party and then she's and she's also hitting on Therese but just like it is in the in the movie it happens like in the last like 10 pages of the book and it's like two pages long and then Therese leaves and goes to dinner with Carol and so it's like exactly the same as the movie like I remember I, I've said this before, but as I was reading the book, I was like, when is when is Carrie Brownstein showing up? And it was like right at the very end, exactly like the movie. It's such a, I, I, get, the, I get that the point is uh, that the whole point of the movie, is, the whole point of the party, right, is that she looks around the party mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I don't belong with these people anymore. Like, I don't belong with um, uh, your, your, your man from Umbrella Academy. The McElroy brothers. <laughs> yeah, the two brothers. Yeah. Are they actually called? Are they, yeah, Danny and Phil McElroy. Are they actually yeah. McElroy? Danny and Phil McElroy. Are you, are you I'm not messing with you. That's, that's the character's actual name. My, that's my, my kid brother, the comedy podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> that's way old. Yeah. Um, I, ah, sorry, just remind, one of my favorite lines of the whole thing is, this is about when we all, like, when I kissed you, right? And uh, Teresa's face being like, Oh, I completely forgot that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately have never given it a second thought. <laughs> um, it's very funny to me. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I... No, absolutely. But but Carrie Brownstein, yes. Yes, sorry, please. So, so he's at this party and she's like looking around and she's like, I don't belong here anymore. These aren't my people anymore. Uh, because they never were, right? As the whole point. Uh, like I love when, when Retro sees her and turns to sort of go, ah, see, I've got, a, I'm here with a lady, and she's like, I literally don't care. <laughs> um, that's that's so interesting. When I see that, I think he's embarrassed. Like oh. I get the impression that he's embarrassed that he's with another woman so quickly. Oh, that could be that. Like, yeah, yeah. He's given. I mean, he's not really given much to sort of go on. So I guess mm-hmm. it can, you can read it either way. But I, I always, I, 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 today I certainly thought as, because he sort of dances and, or I guess he sort of maneuvers it so that the, the woman he's with can't see Therese, which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. He's like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. oh no. Um, 
And they obviously make a big point of showing that uh, Danny's with someone and they're having a normal, a very heteronormative time. Eating <laughs> uh, Chinese food and eat, taking notes on a movie. Yeah, yeah. And then um, watching, watching Sunset Boulevard for like the eighth or ninth time. Who would do that? Who would who would watch that same film over and over again <laughs> and take notes on it like that? Who would do that? How dare you? Uh, who, who would chart the correlation of what, what the characters say versus how they're feeling? Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Okay, fine. I'll put my notes away. I, I love your notes. But, um, <laughs> and then I think it's an interesting choice to have this party. Again, the party is ingrained into my brain. I was saying to Lizard, I remember the shot of Gary Ramsey walking across from one side of the party to the other. First of all, because the layout of that apartment is completely insane uh, yes <laughs> and second of all because again when I first watched it I was like what is happening why is her I couldn't get past it for a bit but it's also yeah. the idea that um, she's in this place where she doesn't belong anymore and then Kai Rustin who has the line she says is so bizarre because yeah. she's like oh you're a friend of Phil's right and it's like yeah and Danny's because are you going to ask me how I know and it's like and Therese quite rightly says, it's Phil's party. Like, Does everyone know Phil? Yeah. I presume everyone here is a friend of Phil's. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I can see why he likes you or something like that. Why and he speaks so like, highly I can, of I can, you. I can, I, can, I can see why Phil speaks so highly of you. And it's like, which is very similar to um, the, the lie Carol tells to um, Richard when he first met. It's like, oh, she says she says a lot of nice things about a good, great stuff. She has a lot, a lot to say about you. It's like that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> she, he, she mentioned her twice, and it was negatively both times. Yeah, <laughs> but it's that whole thing of um, <laughs> like she's so blatantly flirting with her that it feels weird to have that in a scene which is about her being alienated from this idea and going. Oh, this isn't what I want. What I want is at the Oak Room. That's where I want to go right now. Yeah. Uh, so I I think if it given, I don't know. You can speak to how it goes in the uh, in the in in the novel. But if it'd been a bit longer, it'd been a bit more like, yeah, this is kind of what I'm interested in, but not you. Mm-hmm. Instead of just her going uh, and then just leaving, <laughs> it feels weird that that's what makes her leave us. Oh no, no, I'm not interested in Carrie Brownstein. I want Kate Blanchett. I mean, <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the novel like they have a little bit of a conversation and then Genevieve invites Therese to the second party which is which she implies is like the the queers only party ah. at a second in a second hotel room and Therese then then like she thinks about it and then she immediately leaves and goes to the goes to the the, the equivalent of the oak room in the novel okay so she's got the idea that it's the idea of um hey now that you're very <laughs> And this is signposted earlier when you've got the uh, the two lesbians in a record store who are like, "Oh, hey, yes, hey, we we see you now." And, and Tris is like, "What? <laughs> what's happening? Uh, <laughs> what vibes am I giving off?" It's like very gay vibes. That's what's happening. Um, uh, that that that's just what's that like. So it's the idea that Genevieve is there to be like, "Hey, now that you could part of this, you can come into this world." She's like, "I don't really want to be part of this world right now." necessarily what i want is this specific person is that the idea or yeah Yeah. i don't know so this is so interesting because in the past i think laser and i've talked about this that scene as being more her realizing she can be 
seeing mm. Genevieve at the party makes her realize that she can be like a queer person and still have her friends, still be friends with okay. Phil and Danny and still be around them. But it does, it definitely like the outcome is definitely she's like, oh no, I actually want to be with Carol. Cause it's such a, it's such a whiplash between her and the previous scene where she's like, no, I do not want to move in with you. No, I don't want your cigarette. And I, 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 Carol's throwing herself at her and she, and she keeps saying no. And then, then like literally like, I don't know, like two hours later at the party, she's like, oh no, I actually do want to be with Carol. Well, it's because the big difference, of course, and what we don't realize until the very end. It's the, because this is something I hadn't noticed, I hadn't really clocked before, I guess. I, I had, but I'd forgotten that the first thing we see is from, um, Jack. No, the other guy, is, the, is his name? Yeah, Jack, that's his name. Yeah. He, meaningless fourth yeah. dude, who, who cares? Uh, when we're seeing it from his perspective. And the thing that we see that her saying, but we don't make out, what, we don't know what it is, is when she says, I love you for the first time. Yes. Uh, but So the first thing that happens in this movie between the two main characters is one of them saying to the other, I love you. But we don't find out for ages that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm impressed that, you got that in three watches. It took me like, Eight watches to catch that because <laughs> <laughs> they and they very blatantly reshoot the scene. Like the scene is there's no yes. way that they, the stuff that happens at that time yes. the timing doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, but, so you can actually when he's going up the stairs at the start of the scene, mm-hmm. you can see them in the background and they're also doing the scene again too. Okay. Like I, I got to edit it together so to see how I, I don't think it lines up exactly like you said timing wise, but I got to edit it together because. At, because I've watched this movie so many fucking times, I yeah. I know now that like I think she's saying like like um the part is yeah. big enough for two. Would would you like to move in with me as he's going up the stairs? Okay, it's so cool as well because it's so, uh, I think as a stylistic choice the idea that he because he's totally oblivious, right? Uh, which I yes. love the the way that that first scene plays and uh, is so incredible. Like he walks into this highly charged, super gay thing and has. Literally no clue what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like, "Hey man, how's it going? Let's go. Are you coming to this party?" And they're like, "Yes." And Carol squeezes her shoulder, and he <laughs> he pats Therese on the shoulder as he's leaving, and he, as if he's like, "Oh, that's the same thing." It's like <laughs> it's not the same thing, sir. And it's interesting I... um, that idea of men just wandering into this thing. It's the same thing that happens when when Richard. Uh, saying goodbye to her at the car. Mm-hmm. It's that he's like, oh, this is a really casual thing. And they're like, this is not a casual thing. And then that's played with even further when the PI deliberately does it to be like, oh, this is totally chill. And they're like, this this idiot has no idea when they're laughing at breakfast, basically laughing at him at breakfast. Like, he just came and sat down. He's got no clue. And it's like, no, he's playing you. Uh, it's really interesting, this fact that it's so invisible to everyone because it's just the time you know yeah uh it's very uh, i but it, it, it genuinely made me laugh in that first scene he's just like cool so are we going and just like dude give them a minute <laughs> <laughs> something just happened <laughs> it's that's so fascinating it, you describing it just now made me it gave me this like sense memory of like I think, like, the first time I think I went out on a date as a trans person mm-hmm. with another girl it was like 
are we gonna get caught? Is someone gonna catch us? It's oh it's very God, much yeah. this like hidden in public thing. And then to have a man scream Therese's name across the room, which yeah. like like just 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 thinking about it, like that's one thing I noticed in this watch is like he just yells Therese across the restaurant. He's not even close. Like a normal fucking person would walk up and say hello. They wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't walk into a restaurant and scream, Laser yeah. <laughs> That would be so wildly Robert, but it's the entitlement of a 50s man to just be like, oh, none of this matters. <laughs> what uh-huh. matters is I've seen someone I recognize. I need to make sure that they know this. Yeah. It's so uh, specific. But yeah, it's so funny you're talking about feeling like like we're going to get caught out. Uh, my first day as an out, as an out trans woman, uh, I went to a comedy club where one of my best friends was headlining. And it's a comedy club that I know lots of people at. So it was this thing where I'm like, well, this is, I'm like, here I am. Oh, wait, I, everyone here knows me. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> 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 There's nothing secret about this. So people keep coming and talking to me. Okay. But it did, I, I, in it's... the end, it actually made me look like a big deal. So it kind of, it worked out. You are a big deal. <laughs> I'm not a big deal. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's okay because okay comedy clubs are sacred bastions of free speech and, and, yeah. and protected entitlement. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Luckily, it was like, it was a, basically like a sort of beginner slash open mic thing. So nobody was, no, <laughs> it was, we were not the, the focus of ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. good. We love but, to see it. Uh, yeah. Ah. It's a good, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Uh, do you have a Carol Collection Corner this week, Alice? Ooh. We did um, have Betsy watch the film with us. Betsy yes. sat on the couch oh. next to Mara. Did Betsy have any thoughts? Uh, Betsy has sort of just been sort of standing or sort of sitting uh, with her sort of hands and a sort of... Uh, like she's about to grip a steering wheel. I don't know okay. if she's just tense. I don't know if there's a lot of tension there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so smiling. yeah. Oh. Well, I mean that's that's good. Does she does she always smile laser? Is that a that a sometimes thing? Uh I don't think she always smiles. I some it depends oh, no. on how I'm feeling. Yeah. It's very okay, much okay. like um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much one of those things where you see it and you go, Is that a smile? It's like the Mona Lisa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't mm. tell the facial expression. It's because yeah. like any work of art, uh mm. Betsy's open to interpretation. And she is a work of yeah. art. She is a work of art. <laughs> Not I mean, she's all, she's one she's one drink of water away from peeing herself. I think I think that's probably the expression on her face. I still haven't experimented with her technological features. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to open a bottle of Iron Brew. So if okay. anyone hears a rip it, the... rip it. Yeah. Hello. Sorry. Now we Lovely. make it. Okay, yes. So Carol Collection Corner for this week is I got myself one of these. Whoa. Do you recognize it? No. This is... It's 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 like this. This is the bookend that is in uh, Fred's office. (laughs) Oh, Fred. What an ally. What an ally. (laughs) Oh, God. No. (laughs) This is specifically not the exact one, but it's a, it's a, it's the same bookend that's in Fred's office when Carol goes to see him before Christmas, and he's like, "Do you?" And I always scream, "Fuck off, Fred!" At him. Yeah. yeah. But, sorry, I, I also just sorry. Fred is uh, as a character. How funny is it where he goes, "I'm not going to mince words," and then proceeds to not address the the actual thing at all. <laughs> he just says right. he, he just says Abby's name and that's it. <laughs> and it's like that is mincing words, Fred. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fred sucks. I can't. I I hate Fred so much. Yeah. He's like, here's the solution to your problem. Conversion therapy. It'll be fine. I love how the film as well, like, and that that last conversation between Carol and Abby, like, they don't even pay lip service to conversion therapy being a thing, a possible thing. It's like, how's it going? It's like, eh. <laughs> you know, we're, I'm doing what I need to do. And it's like, oh yeah, there's no hint of, I don't know, maybe maybe I have it wrong. She's like, no, this is all bullshit. <laughs> uh, which I, I really appreciate that it's just so casually dismissed by, you know, uh, the, these, these two women just going, no, that's not a thing. That's not how this works. Uh, but we will pretend yeah. it is for the men. Do you want to under? Do you want to hear something kind of grotesque? Uh, always. Okay, so. This story was primarily influenced by Patricia Highsmith working at Bloomingdale's at a toy counter, and a rich woman came to her. She didn't leave her gloves behind or anything, but she came up to her and, and flirted with her a little bit. And then Patricia Highsmith got obsessed with her. She knew her address because she ordered something. She mm-hmm. she stalked her to her house in New Jersey, and a month later, a month after that encounter, that woman killed herself in her garage. Oh, my oh God. wow. So she basically wrote a happy ending to that story, essentially. Right. And so it's so interesting to me that Carol doesn't consider conversion therapy or anything because all of that, all of, because the novel takes entirely place from Therese's point of view. So all of the scenes of Carol where the Therese is not there are all inventions of the the screenwriter and and Mm -hmm. adaptations of the story. And so I think in a lot of ways, Carol being very forward, Carol not considering conversion therapy are more modern takes. It's as if Carol is a more modern lesbian being dropped into this time. Yeah. Um, But I think it's I think it's effective because it it's a way to show her pushing back against the times that she lives in, yeah. um, and not really succumbing to the societal pressure in the way that maybe the real the real life inspiration for Carol Air did. I think one of the things that is so fascinating to me, uh, with that in mind, is when Carol and um, Abby anytime they're having a conversation, it's nearly always in a really public place, mm-hmm. like. There's the the part where she's like, oh, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I met this uh, redhead who owns a steakhouse. They're just like, there's somebody in the next booth, mm-hmm. and and Abby's just like very loudly laughing and joking about this. And it's like, that's very bold yeah. <laughs> to use Abby's own words. Um, yeah. And then later on, uh, oh, we put this out when when Abby comes to collect Therese and he, and the, she shows her the letter and they're having this whole bit, uh, back and forth and. Uh, and Abby tells the story of how her and Carol got together. There's a guy at the other booth who's like watching, and when Therese turns out, he's like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, tell me more. I need to know how the story ends." Um, I presume that's how he speaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how everybody in America does. So it's this, it's this whole thing of like hiding in plain sight because, um, in a way that I don't know. I, I wasn't alive in the 50s. Uh, I, I don't know how it went down, but I also, I know that lesbianism was seen, lesbianism, lesbianism. lesbianism was seen and treated differently to like homosexuality between two men. Like Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. And my favorite thing about this is, oh, this is genuinely true and I love this. In Britain, lesbianism wasn't illegal for a long time because uh, Queen Victoria didn't believe it existed. <laughs> There you go. So she just went, well, there's no point in making that illegal. 
it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, it definitely Wait. does. Um, some of your ancestors, but look, we'll get into that. Um, so it's, I don't know if there's something about them being a bit more open about that than they would be if they were like, if they're just two gay men. Mm-hmm. But it's also just, I think the way that, also just the fact that they cast Sarah Paulson as uh, Abby is like, yeah, again, it's one of those things that's signaling to us to be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is a very clearly, openly queer woman. I know this because she's played by Sarah Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that any character Sarah Paulson plays is straight, even if the text yeah. explicitly states that she is. <laughs> I refuse this to believe is, it. This is so true. I actually was re-watching old episodes of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which oh, was yeah. the TV show she was on, where mm-hmm. she's the like love interest of Matthew Perry, and I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. It, for a second. It, it doesn't work. Harriet, Harriet Hayes is queer as fuck. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> That's a, it's a, it's a hot take from this podcast about Studio 60 on Sunset Strip. You're welcome, Studio 60. <laughs> you needed another podcast. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because I, I talk, I think a lot about, obviously, as a, as a queer person who works in arts. Uh, um, I think a lot about re- <laughs> I think a lot about representation, and especially I think a lot about representation by the voices that representation by the voices that are actually involved. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah totally. with, with Carol, I think genuinely, this is a my weird theory in my head is I think it works better that the two leads are. I mean, I don't not necessarily know. Kate Blanchett and Rudy Mara's like pastoral lives, but they are, they are for all intents and purposes, straight as far as I'm aware. Yeah, they're they're both married to men, and we know that much at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've never talked about. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, Kate Blanchett has been very, you know, Kate Blanchett about because yeah. that's what she does. Uh, but generally, but you know, like they are presumed presumed uh, straight, and I think it kind of works for the movie that they are. Because they're both queer women who are trying to be straight for different reasons, or trying to appear mm-hmm. straight for different reasons yeah. in their everyday life. Carol, because of her family. Therese, because she doesn't know any different yet, really. And she hasn't found her place in the world. And she has no, you know, she has these expectations of what blah, 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 uh, Which has a totally different energy to it than, you know, uh, Sarah Paulson and and to a lesser extent, Carrie Brownstein do when they show up, where you're just like, oh, they're just instantly gay. This is like, there's no, there's no inner conflict here with them. They're just queer women being queer women on screen, which is great to see. Yeah, it just ra- it just radiates the off of them immediately as soon as they're on screen. Yeah, that's well, that's so interesting. Um, like when I think about like I was because that reminds again it makes me reminds me of but I'm a cheerleader where mm-hmm. Natasha Leone is playing the character who is trying to navigate the fact that she th- wants to be straight but she's she's finding herself attracted to women whereas Clea Duvall who is this very very queer person very 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 gay woman um yeah. is just like exuding gayness like through every pore in every scene of that movie um maybe maybe there's something about having a straight person play someone discovering that about the journey. Really being the the thing that they're that are trying to, that you see go through on screen. Yeah, maybe because I, I I I always feel it doesn't work as well if you see um, straight women playing like a, a, a very confident queer women. I'm like this feels like a performance. Yeah. Uh, whereas 
I think a queer woman or a straight, or a straight woman playing somebody coming out, I'm like, I can see that. I can see that working either way. But, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I think because it's a different, it is a different energy, right? Because mm-hmm. Teresa isn't, uh, isn't, uh, she's a type, right? Of that, that, oh, that deer in a headlight. It's, oh, I'm just figuring out yes. what's happening kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for the casting for that, you're like, we need somebody who has very white eyes. Yeah. Ah, Rooney Mara has very white eyes. Let's go. Um, yeah, she's great in the role. And she is great in it. Uh, I, I just found out, or, or re found out, hello, that, like, that Mia, Was- Mia Wasikowska, Wasikowska, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. her name, uh, was originally cast. And she has exactly the same vibe. So it makes sense. <laughs> They're like, we're looking for somebody who looks unthreatening and has white eyes that's what we want <laughs> but has an edge to them if they need it you know yeah good eyebrows and good eyebrows she's also she's stunning utterly stunning yeah oh. laser how did this watch treat you it was really good i was thinking this beforehand like i was really happy to be able to sit down and watch carol I really enjoyed it. I was I was do, I was laughing a lot because you know what's going to happen, and then it happens, and you're like, "Yay!" <laughs> Harge just hit his head. Carol just looked at the train. I don't know. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, there was one part where we both laughed out loud, and it yeah. was it's a very dramatic part of the movie, which is it's when uh, it's when Carol was like, "I want you to ask me." Oh, ask me things. Yeah. Yes. Ask me things, please, and that sort of desperate thing. We both laughed because it's just so, it's so melodramatic. I think yeah. uh, at that point, but yeah. Send in your questions to ask me things at bestidea.k. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was great, and it's. I was telling Mara, this is like the only consistent thing I have in my life right now. Is this podcast, and yeah, it's, yeah. it brings me a lot of joy. To be honest, like it's a movie I like. It's. I get to do it from home. I get to talk to a person I enjoy. I get to talk to an- another new person. Um, this week, I thought, I thought you were talking about Mara, honestly. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Uh, both of you are great people I enjoy. And it's just like, it's fun and it's comfortable. And it's, I, I'm, I'm really into it. Like of all of the things that I've done, like in the last week, I'm trying to think like, this is just, yeah, it's an absolute highlight. Real, real good I mean, stuff. I will say, you've had a pretty weird year so far. No, it's been it's been terrible. Um, but I am like living in Scotland right now. It's tough. It, it's but it is hard to motivate myself to go out and do things and yeah. Um, and I don't know. This just feels like a nice. It's. A, I'm very glad we're doing it. How was your watch this week? My watch was good. Uh, I watched it on Sunday, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if we were going to record afterwards. I will admit, right. I kind of tuned out a little, but I was doing research into things, specifically like Carol Collection Corner stuff during mm-hmm. most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take some notes, but we've talked about pretty much everything I, I wrote down. Yeah, I was in a very low place last night as I was falling asleep, and so yeah. getting to wake up and record this podcast was a highlight for me, and a and a, and a shining in a shining light of my of my week. To yeah. use the worst city of all time parlance, but yeah, <laughs> now it's just all now it's just all fucking downhill from here. Yeah, until next week, we get to do it again. I I wonder, I wonder if there'll be a tipping point. <laughs> we thought it was going to be last week. Last week was a down a downward one. 
right? Yeah, last last week last week I was questioning everything. I'm not questioning everything anymore. Yeah. And you're like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Literally the last ten minutes of that podcast was me saying, Why are we doing this? Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a lot to say about it. I, I, I just I also I just glanced at one of Liz's notes and it was five cones on the table. Five coins what is it you've written? Oh no, I wrote scones. Scones, okay, five scones on the table. Yeah. I, okay, scones <laughs> on the table. So we're getting you're getting to that level of granular detail yeah. where like and I saw when 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 she when Therese looks out and says nice sketching. Yeah. On the thing, I saw you sort of go, Oh, as if to sort of take like <laughs> to, Figure out what the what we have done. been um, analyzing the the chalk underneath Triangle Man at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the line is, "I like your scribbles." I like and, then, your scribbles and then Triangle right. Man says, "Yeah, I've been busy." Mm-hmm. Which is what does that I mean? mean <laughs> what is his what is his deal? But if you look at those sketching, there is a boat. Mm-hmm. There is a glove on the ground. Oh, um, there's a TS for Taylor Swift. There's a TS for Taylor Swift. Sure, going way into the future. Yeah, yeah. The, the rest of them is going into the future of the film. That goes way into the future of the future. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so Mara, the thing we like to ask our guests is, if you decided to do this endeavor for some reason, watch a movie, watch the same movie every week for a year, for a movie that you like, is there a movie you would you would pick? Huh. This is interesting because you do something regularly that a lot of people don't do, which is you make up an entirely new Harry Potter story. And, or, and a new Sherlock Holmes. We do a Sherlock Holmes one as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's new, but it is also the same. But, it's but, a similar thing. I also don't rewatch those films at all. No, uh, no, no. And you uh, don't need to. And I you don't shouldn't. need to. I shouldn't. Uh, but actually, it's interesting. I was talking about this the other day, uh, a specific thing. I have a couple of answers to this. One, I wouldn't mind watching Carol every time. Great. Yeah. We've also mentioned uh, Batman Cheerleader, which I've rewatched like three times this year. Uh, wow. Great, really good film. Uh, really interesting film because I, I rewatched it because I, I watched it when I was very young. I say like I watched it. When, I remember it was on Channel Four in the UK mm-hmm. late at night, and I would often wow. stay up. I would often stay up and watch these films. I remember staying up to watch that. I remember staying up to watch Kissing Jessica Stein. I remember waking, mm. staying up to watch. Um, there must be. There's a couple of other like um, movies that I stayed up to watch. Ima- Imagine me and you. Imagine me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Lita Headley, Piper Farabo. You're a wanker number nine. Yeah, straight people stay up late at night to secretly watch lesbian movies, right? That's what mm-hmm. that's what happens, oh. right? Yeah. That's definitely what's going on. And and they definitely don't have that point where they sort of they worry. Wait a minute, am I fetishizing lesbians? No, I'm identifying. Okay, I see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe that. But then also, obviously, like the Princess Bride, I have watched a hundred million oh, times yeah, and course. could easily watch a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd have much to say about it. Yeah. It's just a very enjoyable movie to watch. Uh, but another thing, this is a thing that came up. Uh, when I was talking to uh, people uh, when we were driving for um, shows the other day, uh, we do a lot of driving, so we talk a lot of nonsense in cars. And one of the things is my group of friends at university, whenever we brought somebody new into our group of friends, there was a sort of tradition that we would stay up till like two in the morning and then watch Napoleon Dynamite with them. <laughs> so I've yep, seen yep, Napoleon Dynamite. Yep, 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 yep. I've seen Napoleon Dynamite like fifty times. <laughs> like, for, like uh-huh. not that I had fifty friends, but 
Like, I've seen it so many times yeah. that it got yeah. to the point where we were barely even watching it, <laughs> right? Oh, interesting. And it's that sort of, I think with any film that isn't heart-wrenching, you know? Like, yeah. isn't totally, like, or just horrible. Yeah. I think you could basically watch any film. Yeah. Uh, well, all the movies you've mentioned are very well-crafted. Yeah. Like, they're are artistic in their own ways. Yeah, and like that's the I think that's the thing that I was thinking when watch when we're watching Carol because I was I was watching it with the, one eye to the fact of the fact that the, the two of you are, <laughs> are watching this constantly. I'm going, how would this feel to watch every week for a year? And I'm like, it's a really well made movie. It's a really sort of I think you said comfortable, and I think yeah. that makes sense because it's. It's not like um yeah, there's drama and there's some really hor there's some really horrible bits in it, there's some heartbreaking bits in it, but they're not like stomp like tear your heart out, stomp them on the ground, you know? Horrible. They're like the the, the phone call where she hangs up, uh yeah. which is like, oh or the part where um this this uh, the part where uh, she's like it's a it's a large apartment, you can move in and she says no and then she immediately goes, Well, I will be at dinner and just like that the whole way she delivers that line and those are like gently heartbreaking but it's quite I think gentle is maybe yeah the right word there's so many I think it's in, interesting the ones we've brought up uh, so like there were like but I'm a cheerleader come up several times and it's because it's got a happy ending right Carol has a happy ending right it's not tragic and the situation they're in is is grim at times, and it's pretty tragic. But it's a it's a kind of a joyful, not joyful film, a hopeful film. Yeah, yeah. The happy ending is a really big part of it. I think. I think it would be very sad to watch a Although, queer movie with a sad ending. Yeah, every week would that would crush me. But one thing I do think is very funny, and I sorry, I, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but I always I thought this from the first time I saw this movie. I really, 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 really want to know how that next conversation goes. Mm. Like, directly at the end of the film, right? So, <laughs> Carol sees Therese, Therese comes over, Therese has no idea who these people are, and, like, Carol has to go, this is... Keegan and Sarah. A friend, oh yeah, we were talking about how, <laughs> how weird, the weirdness of having Carol raised in it would only be compi- compounded if, like, Keegan and Sarah turned up, the Indigo girls are there, they're all just sitting around <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> table with Carol. But, Aww. these people who, who have no con- no no connection to the, the the events of the film? Yeah. How how does Carol explain that? Like, so Therese turns over and goes, "This is Therese. She helped me get my gloves back just before Christmas." And they're like, "It's April." And it's like, "Yes." <laughs> what? Because <laughs> even when she explains the heart, and I, I, again, this is a part where we laughed out loud. Yeah. Uh, where when um when she's like when he's like, "Who's this?" She's like. She works at the department store. She sent me back my gloves. And you can he doesn't say it, but you can see in Harsh's face that he's like, but why is she here? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fair enough, but why is she literally here? I don't understand. Yeah. Um so I really I'm really fascinated by the concept of that first conversation and and the that in the oak room of so we're not going to explain too? this. Yeah. Carol too. We got to write Carol too. We got to write Carol too. Um, Mara, do you have a favorite quote from the movie? Uh, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It's um, it's Abby's. Well, I can't help you with that. Okay. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's so good. 
and then just shuts the door in his face. <laughs> like, I, I cause, yeah, because he's like, I love her. It's like, yeah, well, I can't help you with that. Amazing. Do we have an episode called "I Can't Help You with That" already, Alice? We do. Ah, okay, that was early in our run. Oh my gosh, second favorite. <gasps> um, it's the specific wording is so ridiculous. It's when <laughs> it's when um, Richard is like, "I bought, uh, but you made me buy two t- two tickets. You, you made me buy boat tickets. You made me buy boat tickets. Made me buy boat boat tickets. tickets. I got a better job for you. You made me buy boat tickets. I asked a... you to marry me for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a ludicrous line that it's like you, and, cause she, and the way she reacts to it is incredible because she's like. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> and then she says, I didn't make you do anything. But yeah. her face at that first moment is just like, what? <laughs> you, you bought book tickets? What are you talking about? It's really good. It's very funny. I hope that, uh, I do hope that Richard gets to take that other, um, uh, that other woman to. The glasses to, lady? Yeah, the glasses yeah. lady to, to Europe. I hope that he does too. Maybe she, Maybe she'll enjoy it. If not, I hope she just takes the money. Um, do we have an episode called You Made Me My Boat Tickets Already? No, we don't. Okay, great. Well, we do not. Is that yeah. the <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, Mara, where can people find you in the world? Oh, I, I'm at Mara Joy Loves everywhere on Excellent. the internet. And including MaraJoyLoves.com, which is a weird website. Don't go to it. Nobody go to MaraJoyLoves.com. <laughs> and we say every week here on the best idea of all time. You made me buy boat tickets. You made me buy boat tickets. It's the arms. <laughs> Make me buy boat tickets. <laughs> living for you is easy living. It's easy to live when you're in love. And I'm so in love. There's nothing in life but you. The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Living, as performed by Flowerlands. Find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice, and as our friend Tim Bat says, Everyone should go to bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. If you like the show, you can leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. Please. The Best Idea of All Time will return next week.